Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gift of life that we have received. Give us your spirit, give us your power, your strength to be who you long for us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Daryl gave me nine minutes. And it's not actually nine minutes because they're coming back after. Apparently he was feeling led by the spirit to pray a lot today. Good for Daryl. And uh, it it is tough because, (laughs) don't clap for that. Just because he's like 6'6", don't be afraid of him. He's really gentle. Um, uh, Yeah. So, uh, and the the reason I'm so antsy is because I was really antsy the first service. I have no sermon that I wrote. Um, A lot of times, because I I I actually never write my sermons, but I will generally have an idea of where I'm going. Um, today is, is, is one of those rare days where I have so many things in my mind, um, that it's just like, you know, it's one of those deals where I'm very susceptible to squirrels, if you will. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, squirrel, you know, I'm very susceptible to like that little thing that just passes my attention and I'm gone and my mind is gone. I'm off on another tangent. Don't know what's happening. I'm very Easily distracted is what I'm saying. And so when I've been studying the scripture and thinking about where I was going, I was very easily distracted by the many things that have happened to me during the week. I will be speaking very quickly today, if you haven't noticed. Um, I will pause for emphasis on certain things, but for the most part, stay with me. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I had a, a, a weird week that happened to me where I saw God moving in different ways this morning. Here's what I mean. On Halloween, you might have known that Halloween just happened. Um, so I really don't like Halloween at all. It's not that I have anything theologically opposed to it. I just don't like it. You know, I don't, I don't know why it is. You think I was a theater uh, minor in college that I would be into dressing up and portraying a role, but not so much. Um, so it, it takes a lot for me to like go around my neighborhood. But this year, as we did it again, we did it like we did last year. We gathered together with some of the families in our two-street block area. And we, we went trick-or-treating with all these little kids, and it actually was just a fun time. And they blocked off one of the, one of the sections of a street right behind us. And so we went over there, and it was great, and, and our whole community was out. And it, it was just wonderful to see all of these people that live um, right next to you, and you don't know who they are. And so, but I'm walking back, and this guy walks back with me. We, we, we left the party. We're going home. And this guy's like, hey, can I walk with you? And I'm like... Sure. You know, I'm going home. You're going to have to walk back, but whatever. And so we're walking along and he goes, hey, I want to invite you to a lunch tomorrow. It's this lunch that meets once a month. Um, I think you'd really kind of get a kick out of it. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, so, and I'd heard about the lunch before. And so I decided to go and, and I show up at this thing and I'm so out of place at this. It's all these business leaders and me, you know, I'm like the pastor. Hey, everybody. And here's all these successful business leaders. And it's like, okay, why are you here? Because it was a free lunch. Um, it, we're pastors. This is what we do. Okay. Uh, so uh, one of the guys who was there um, was a consultant from Colorado Springs. And he's working with the city of San Antonio um, to because of the mayor's initiative um, with our dropout rate. High school dropout rate is crazy high, especially in Edgewood and San Antonio school districts. Um, our teen pregnancy rate, crazy high. You know, we want to be first in a lot of things. Those, not one of the things we want to be first in. But, you know, we're really achieving well on that. And so the city is going, we got to do something. They bring in this consultant. And one of the things that they've realized they have to do is involve who? The church. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, they've tried to kick us out forever. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, we need you. 
Um, remember when we kicked you out of the schools and said you couldn't be here anymore? Yeah, sorry. Uh, can, can you come back? Uh, because what they're finding is one of the biggest things um, to get kids to stay in school, to stay away from teen pregnancies, is God. Shocker. You know, it's like, great, government's getting it. Um, let's go, go that far, right? right. Um, but so, so they're saying that the, these things... They need the church. And so they're reaching out to churches downtown in Edgewood in San Antonio School District. And they're saying, hey, come back in. We need you. We know your volunteers actually volunteer. We know they care. So they're, they're bringing the church back in. And I'm seeing this movement. And I'm kind of like, this is cool. This is great. I didn't know this was happening downtown because I don't you know, frequently go down there. And I, it was great to see this stuff going on. So then yesterday... I get invited to um, be, in this, be inducted as an honorary commander for the 433rd Airlift Wing of the United States Air Force. Um, so anybody, an Air Force person in here that's lower than a colonel rank? <clears throat> Man, I was going to have you salute me. Because I got a command pin. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I was given this, went through this whole ceremony where this colonel, uh, Colonel Griggs, he passes this big flag, command flag to me and says, essentially it's this change of command ceremony. Will you accept this responsibility? I said, yes, I do. When do I get the keys to my plane? Um, type thing. And, and so I, I take over this, this command deal and it's a year process and I get to be out there a lot. I'm very excited about it. But the thing that I realized as I was sitting there and we're going through the whole lunch ceremony deal is it's like, remember that song, which one of these is not like the other. It was me, you know, I'm looking at all the other honorary commanders. And so they open up with the president of USAA here, you know, they, and they, like he, they invite him forward. Here's the Colonel that he's doing this thing with. And let's read part of his bio. He's the president of the US of USA bank. He is part of this board and part of this board and part of this. And I'm like, wow, next here's the judge. She sits on the court of appeals, fourth quarter, you know, whatever. Here's another judge. He is this part. Here's councilman of this district. Here's, here's mayor Castro. Here is uh, one of the guys who's in charge of the San Antonio missions. Here's one of the guys who's way up high in the spurs. I looked at the colonel next to me and I'm like, what did you do to get me? You know, <laughs> who did you anger? What did, what happened? Did you draw? He goes, I think they think I need God. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Uh, but so, so we get to the time where it's me and they're, they're reading off all these people's bios and, and here, here I come and Mr. Michael Crocker, um, Mr. Crocker is senior pastor of the New Heights community at Alamo Heights United Methodist Church. I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. That's cool. Um, it's not really that significant. Okay. Um, and, and he uh, believes strongly in the power of community and, you know, enjoys long walks on the beaches. It's, I mean, it sounds like this to me is what I'm hearing. All these other guys have these resumes and girls in bios. President of Texas A&M San Antonio. There's another one I forgot. Um, so, and so here I come. He believes strongly in the power of community and believes that San Antonio is a key, is, is ready, is a key player in a global change, something like that. Now, I wrote those words, okay? Because when they asked me for a bio, I'm like, I don't know. I've been a pastor for eight years. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. That's kind of the stuff that I put. Um, I, I don't do professional bios. <laughs> Clearly, I have not achieved much um, in the eyes of those type things. So uh, they say this, and I felt so much like a homer. You know, I'm like, oh, I believe San Antonio is key player in a global change. Yay. 
And I, I just had to sit back and go, why am I here? Well, I mean, I know who asked me, and I know that I, I try to convince her that, you know, you want David. You know, you want the guy with the Ph.D. Um, you want the senior pastor of our church, if you want a pastor of a church. And, um, but she's like, no, no, I told them about you. They're excited about you. Um, and, and so it, it's going to be a really cool year. I'm excited about it. But it still took me till this morning to figure out why I was there. This morning as we're sitting backstage and we begin to pray before the 930 service, um, I walk in a little bit late on the, on the prayer and, and they're starting to pray about different things. And, and I just got this vision, this, this feeling, if you will, that we're, we're like on the edge of this cliff. Like, we're sitting at this precipice of something significant. We're sitting at this moment of great change. And yeah, it was something I wrote, but I actually believe it. That there's something significant going on in this community. I I saw it on Tuesday at that lunch. I saw it on Monday night in my own neighborhood. I saw it yesterday at the Air Force with all these reservists. I I I just felt this this moment of God moving and going, okay, dude, are you ready? You ever have that feeling like you're next in line? You know that feeling of being next? Isn't that just one of the greatest feelings ever? Like you've waited through this whole line and you're... I'm next. It's great. You're like, in fact, you get so much so that you, hey, go ahead and go around me. I'm just, I like being next here for a second. It's just, yeah, it's like Christmas Eve, so much better than Christmas Day, you know, because it's all about to happen and you have this great feeling and then Christmas Day, it's kind of over. Um, Just kidding, Jesus. It's great. Uh, So I have this feeling of coming forward and something significant and magnificent Happening, And I know that somehow we are a part of it. I, I know that somehow that we've just been building and things have been changing in here. I don't know if you have felt it the way that those of us up here have felt it. But there's things changing. Now, not all of you are ready to jump on our ship and go. Not all of you are ready to go into the night going, yeah! It had to have been David Hammer, was that you? But some of you are. Some of you are ready. And then, so we're singing these songs, this rooftop song. You know, it's just like a Jesus Culture Sunday today. And it was just great. And and I just love these songs that the the team was doing. And they just slayed it at 930. And the 930 crowd was just bringing it with everything they had. And it was wonderful and fired up. And and this morning, coincidentally, um, when the kids got up and Jenna got up, she always lets me sleep later on Sundays, um, they started blasting the rooftop song. Um, in the kitchen this morning and I hear him singing it and stuff. And it's, uh, you know, that line, I shout out your name. I hear Corbin go, Jesus. And I almost like started crying in bed. Cause I don't do that. Uh, he, he, he just goes, why would you, we haven't told him to do that. We don't, he's not getting it modeling from anyone. He just, I shout out your name. He's like, all right, Jesus. How awesome was that? I, I've heard this song when I go, I've been running, um, like four days a week now. Can you tell? And, and uh, so, but I do it on a treadmill because, um, I don't know, there's air conditioning and TV. And, and so I'm, I'm running on uh, the treadmill and I listen to um, Pandora, the Jesus Culture Station. And every now and then this song will pop up. And I'm like, when it talks about raising your hands, you know, I just want to start running with my hands up. But I know two things would happen. One, I would probably fall 
and hurt myself. And two, everybody would be looking at me and going, what is Crocker doing? Is he watching a football game and there's continual scoring like Oklahoma State last night? What is going on? But then I think to myself, why am I not running with my hands up? So that people can go, hey, what are you doing? I'm just worshiping and praying that God will get me through three miles, you know? Something is changing. Something is coming. So Matthew 20, 29. As Jesus and the disciples left the city of Jericho, a huge crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd told them to be quiet, but they only shouted louder. Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped in the road and called, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. Then they followed him. Here's what's going on. You have these two beggars are sitting on the side of the road. They had their entire life and something magnificent was passing by. And they realized that they were on the edge of greatness. That there was a precipice that they were upon that something magnificent and tremendous was about to happen. And so they cry out to God from the rooftops, Jesus, have mercy on us. The crowd tries to quiet them. Now let me tell you about why they were trying to quiet them because it's very clear. When a rabbi would walk, a rabbi would teach. When a rabbi was constantly walking, he was constantly teaching. People would ask questions. You would get up close to him. You wanted to be right there surrounding in the dust, they say, of the rabbi. Close enough that you can hear all of the wisdom that comes from him. And so as the crowd is following, Jesus is probably teaching. And these guys start going, Jesus, Lord, son of David. They're like, shh. We're trying to hear the rabbi, but they're missing the point of what the rabbi is teaching. That as these people are crying out, we all should be going, hey, let's lift them forward. These guys were not going to let people stop them from getting to Jesus. And so they shout even louder. And Jesus stops and he turns. And I'm sure as he does this, the crowd just goes, silent. What do you want me to do for you? He asks. Now, these men have been sitting there their entire lives on this road as people pass back and forth. And probably their entire lives, they have said, hey, can you spare a dime? Can you help us out? We haven't eaten in a while. We can't work. Give us some food. They were beggars. Their entire life was spent doing that. And so when Jesus, the son of David, asks them, they know he's the king of kings. They know there's something amazing about him. They could have said, hey, let's have a feast. Let's get food. Let's get money. I know you have money. You're a king. But they don't shoot low. They go for God. I want to see. In front of everybody who had probably walked by them before. Here is Christ in this moment. This is their moment. And he asked them, what do, you, what do you want me to do for you? I want all of you. I want to see. And so he touches them and they see. And what do they do? They follow him. 
They don't go, hey, that is awesome. Let's go back into Jericho to our families and whatever. They don't forget the significant moment that just happened. They follow him. He gave them everything and so did they. And on Monday night when we had that entire community out and we got to hang out with the kids on our street and see the different parents and the different adults. And there's this one beautiful old couple that lives across the street from us that hands out candy by age. How old are you? And uh, four. Can you count to four? Yes. One, two, three, four. Here's four pieces of candy. It's wonderful. It's Janice is her name. I can't remember his name. See, this is my point. Um, but this is basically the time that we see them is around this time of year. And we see all the different neighbors and you come in. Oh yeah, we just live right up the street here. You do? Wow, that's amazing. Why do we do that one day a year? Why is it just on this one holiday when like the world and culture says, you got to roam the streets. Why aren't we roaming the streets every single day? Why don't we have block parties all the time? Why aren't we breaking down the walls of our homes and saying, hey, you across the street, come in and have dinner with me. Come share a meal with me. You're having problems. You need to get, you know, your car's not working. Come borrow my car. It doesn't work very well either, but you can borrow it, you know, just go right ahead. Why aren't we, why aren't we grabbing hold of this community moment where, where I really feel like in our community something is happening and it's time for us to cry out to Jesus from the rooftops, God, get his attention. And then when he turns around, he says, Hey, what do you want me to do for you? How are we going to answer? How are we going to answer? How are we going to answer that question? What is it? What is it that you on your heart and your gut right now? I'm sure there's something in your mind that's coming forward. What, what is it for you? What is it? Don't be afraid to cry out to Jesus in the midst of a crowd who's telling you to be quiet. Don't be afraid in the gym as you're running to show your hands in the rave, your hands in the air and just scream Jesus. They may ask you to leave, but that is okay. Because Jesus is going with you. It is time that we take hold of whatever it is. And you ask me, what is happening? What's the change? I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. But I just sense that some big moment is happening. That we are at this point of change in our community that is significant. Jesus is walking by. And if we let him pass by without crying out his name, was this our chance? Was this our chance to grab hold and to bring his love to a world that needs it? Now, look, some of you in here are jiving with me and you're right on track and you're like, let's go. I'm going to start block parties in my street tonight. Good. Some of you think I am crazy. You've never been here before and you will never be here again. But maybe just maybe. God is chiseling away at each one of us so that we have the power, we have the strength, the courage to stand on the rooftops, to sit on the side of the road like these two blind men and not care what other people think when we cry out the name of Jesus. Are you with me? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Come on. This is a moment where we get, we get to experience something magnificent. We're, we're at this point. 
Look, we, we asked for a little bit of money today. I'm not going to do it, but we made it rain in here. You know what I'm saying? 9.30 and 11 o'clock, y'all have just killed it. And all I said is, hey, give a dollar. You don't know the people that will come on Thursday, but they're part of our community. You don't know their names. You don't know their faces, but they're part of our family. And you got it. And we're going to feed them. That's awesome. Every one of us has a gift and a talent and an ability that God gave us. I prayed before the 930 service that we would be rainmakers. That stinking commercial has been stuck in my head for a while. If you know that insurance commercial. It's been, you know, I'm going to make it rain, Jimmy Fallon. Make it rain up in here. It has been just in my mind, and I was thinking that we are rainmakers, that we have the ability to make it rain, to bring the rain of God, to use the gifts and talents that he's given us, and to open up our hearts, our minds, our mouths, and bring his rain, bring his love, bring his spirit upon a world that needs it. Look, it's 12-12. The Cowboys are losing. Get over it. It's the Cowboys. The worship team's going to come up and they're going to play a song. And I led them into this fiery, like, wah! And they start up last service. So we're not going to do that this time. I'm going to let Daryl lead it the way Daryl leads it. <clears throat> Give me 10 minutes, nine minutes. So if you got to go, if you got to go and get your kids, if you got to go because you are scared of me or um, this, um, if you got to go because you're scared of the rain, nobody's going to judge you. Bye, Chris Jones. <laughs> that was greatness. He waved at me, so I had to say bye. Um, look, they're going to sing a song. Please stand up. It's time we take back the name of Jesus and begin to shout it on the tops of our voices on our rooftops, wherever we are, to not be afraid or ashamed of the love of God and the gifts and talents that he's given us to change this world. What song are you doing?